This is the John Hastings Anything Can Be a Podcast podcast. Please welcome John Hastings. I went and saw Speed the Plow with my girlfriend, who's joining us on the episode to talk about Lindsay Lohan's performance in David Mamet's Speed the Plow. <laughs> you want me to? I don't know. It was okay. What's your name? Oh, I thought I was just going to go straight into my review. You didn't introduce me. No, but you introduced yourself. Oh, but why don't I get a theme song? There are no theme songs. It's done in post. Oh. Do you want a theme song? <laughs> yes, I want you to make me a theme song. I don't know. I gotta get this out really quick. I don't think we'll have time. Um. Well, my name's Lauren. And Are you gonna, do you have a Twitter? I do, but I don't really get Twitter. Get some followers. I mean, you can baby. do it. So my Twitter is Lauren E. Allman. What's the E stand for? Electrify. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Illicit. <laughs> yeah. It's it sounds for Ennis. Who's Ennis? My grandma. I know. It's really boring. Let's say electrifying. I like that more. It makes me sound dangerous. So you're and saying maybe... that your grandmother is Garth Ennis, famed comic book writer? The reach <laughs> didn't work. Now. Um... But also we have to just specify that how I spell my name. I spell my name with a Y, like Lauren Hill. Yeah, why do you do that? Again, because of the same grandmother, because she's Welsh. If you know how to spell. Exactly. I don't really want to step out of turn. I was going to say, ah, oh, the uneducated Welsh, but I don't know anything Whoa, about... Whoa, they're educated. It's yeah. just their, their system of education is wholly flawed. Now. <laughs> For two Canadians talking about things, we don't know anything I know a lot about, about Wales. Do you? Yeah. Uh, like how d- they use sonar? Doctor Who is filmed there. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> I prefer animals to people so yeah do it it's so weird <laughs> it's not though they're absolutely adorable i know but they also and they love snuggling but given a chance most animals would eat you really yeah no but i prefer to think that like the cute cats at the house i live at but they would eat you they just they, want if... kisses and stuff but no, none of those <laughs> the one of those cats kind of want... Lauren lives in this house and there's like seven Essentially street cats that just, like, live there. They've been uh, tamed. They've been tamed. Gentrified. What's the word I'm looking for? Did you ever watch the YTV, so Canadian teenage mystery program, The Neon Rider? (laughs) It was about a guy with a mullet who was a social worker, but then starts a ranch where, like, youths could live. And (laughs) and every episode was one of the kids runs away. Of course it was, because what else do you have to say when it's called... And he has to go find them. And the theme song was like the very typical 90s theme song. Yeah. Of like, he's on a horse and it's just like, and you know you're going to my way. And and he's like jumping a fence. And it's just like, and then there's trouble. And then there's like a girl who's like about to be beaten by her drunken dad. And then he like kicks the door open. And it's like, because you're my neon rider. I think they used the same theme song for Littlest Hobo. Which is about a dog. Who's the littlest hobo? Yeah, but the last episode of the littlest hobo was he's put down because he, the littlest hobo eats three kids. No, it was not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the last no, episode. No, no way. You're just the... you're just saying that to prove a point. No, and knowing I'm not. No wh- one... It wouldn't prove a point if I was lying. Maybe that is the last episode <laughs> of the littlest hobo. What? Yeah, he eats three kids. He doesn't eat them. Maybe he bites them. He mauls and eats three kids. 
Like the episode ends. I feel like I'm being taken advantage of here. The episode ends. <laughs> You're with laughing. A, with a with a uh, a uh, corner, like they open up the dog's stomach and they're like, "There's nothing but noses in here." I knew it. I knew that was a little crock. I can't of believe you believe that for a second. How could they put that out on daytime Baby, global television? That's how a relationship is built: is on trust, and you had on your serious face. Baby, it's the littlest hobo. <laughs> it's such a shitty show. It's about a dog that solves mysteries without even talking. What could be better? There was also Wishbone about a dog who Ugh. told stories without even talking. <coughs> Wishbone was weird because there's a couple of times, like they do Romeo and Juliet and a few others, where they imply that Wishbone, <laughs> the dog who's playing a is character, is the romantic lead. He yeah. fucks a girl. Okay, they don't imply that because it was a show for children. In Romeo and Juliet, <laughs> it is implied fucking. So therefore, oh, there's God. implied fucking in the show. I don't want to rewatch a lot of these. I just want to let it, the pristine just, memory stay in my head. Just the shadow of his paws on the hips of that poor blonde oh, woman that Lord. played every female character. Just ruff, 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 that's ruff. really that's really awful. There was a woman his in Wales. His name was, so was Soccer, the dog. How do you know? Because you're a fan of wrestling. I'm a fan of animals. I happen to know some things. Why do you know? Did they actually have the little wishbone <laughs> symbol on his ear, or did they have to paint that on? I think that was painted on, baby. Oh, it'd be such a pain in the ass. Wouldn't that... <laughs> getting him to sit still in his little doggy director's chair Dude, Working day? with any animal on any television <laughs> show would be a goddamn nightmare. That's what they say, but I feel like I'd be really good at it. Especially Jack Russell Terriers that are essentially just stuck-up assholes in dog form. Yeah, but so cute. Yeah, but I saw one of them. I saw one of them almost bite my brother. Oh, that's see, that's not nice. I want you know, Cullen's a sweet. I've never met Cullen, but already. That's how he. That's how he. he dogs bite. They go. Yeah. Um, I wish there was a visual for the. Podcast. Um. So wishbone. There's no wishbone. Do you know any Canadian actors that were in Wishbone? No, I think it was an American production. I was Canadian. Yeah, I don't know, but I know I don't know anyone. But um, I know someone who's on Littlest Hobo. What? Who? Yeah, Chip was on Littlest Hobo. Was he really? Yeah, this is Chip's an actor that I worked with in Montreal. His name's Chip Chupka. Go check out Actor Studio Montreal. Yeah, ASM. Yeah, which also, uh, the problem with ASM as an anagram is it kind of conjures up in your head like ass to mouth, and you're like, no, that's ATM. Anyway. Because it's like ass mouth. Is, is it really? In my head, it. I it, feel like there's so many things that I don't know, but then I when I'm around you, but then I realize that you just lead with confidence 99% of the time, and it's, and but it's then also I it's get, just what I believe. I go out. I know. I go into the world. I'm like, ah, you want a little? Well, I mean, I don't say that to people, but right. you know, well, what because do, you're my boyfriend. What don't you say to people? I don't say like, oh, I want you a little don't ATM. Don't tell people that I'm your boyfriend. No, I do. How did you get there? Well, that's what you just said. This is recorded. Baby, that's not what I Tweet said. Tweet at Lauren <laughs> if she just said that I... She doesn't tell people about... You don't no, tell I was going to say about AT... No, baby. Baby, so you don't tell people about me because is it because of my career? Is it because of the pretend radio show I do, which it's was a day late, and I'm really sorry. It's because we'll you're an embarrassment. That's why. Well, I don't tell people about you for a variety of reasons. <laughs> I, well, that's your mistake. Your eyes are gross. Um, your hair has a funny smell. You have a penchant for racial slurs. I'd... Baby, when we were you... eating at a Mexican restaurant, no. you kept referring it to it as this beaner thief joint you took me to for dinner. 
This is unbelievable. <laughs> I can't believe that I'm being slandered by my own boyfriend. Speaking of slander, let's talk about Gian Gameshi. Oh. Canada's darling, no more. Gian Gameshi, <laughs> I have a bunch of... I, I, you know what? Here's why I am happy this story broke. Is I always thought he was a prick, and now everyone else agrees with me. <laughs> I wish though. Oh, was, baby! He, I mean, I'm very glad for you, but I think there's a lot. There are larger implications as to why it's a good thing that it's broken. I would have loved one episode when he was honest, just leaned into that microphone. Uh, hi, everyone. You're listening to Radio Q. It's Jean Gameshi here. I'm wearing a Dungeon Master's mask, and I'm just pissed in a woman's vagina. She's got a gaped asshole, and she's crying. Okay, coming up is some klezmer music performed by Deborah from St. John's. <laughs> Don't worry, Deborah, you're getting a black eye from my dick. Oh, All hail Yameshi. Time for the big ear Teddy to come out. Like, <laughs> oh, fuck. But I think we should give people some context if they don't know. No, I just... Okay. No. Great. <laughs> we totally should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know why I'm better at this radio thing than you are, considering you have your invisible it's a, it's radio a show. podcast? <laughs> you're such a smug dink on this show. I am not, just when you're around. I'm oh, trying, no, but I'm you're trying such to be a the, sweet boy. I'm trying to be the foil to your heroic lady. <laughs> Given all that we've learned about Jan Gameshi, I feel like it's an. Uh, uh, I also like that take... you call him Jan Gameshi. I'm not pronouncing his name correctly. Okay. He beats women. His name no. should be should be Shithead Shin- McGillicuddy. McGillicuddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I already ran that bit of that bit of prose by you in the kitchens. No, no. What? How dare you take jokes away from me? I'm not taking jokes away from, but I told you already that I was going to call him <laughs> Shithead McGillicuddy. I did. <laughs> It's incredible how the truth uh, gets played out on this podcast. Yeah, and it's always true, and you are right. <laughs> Amazing. All right, okay. what happened so, with John Gameshi? So, John Gameshi is a how radio... You, how do you pronounce it? You pronounce it Gian. You choose to say Jan. Is it really Gian? Yes. That doesn't sound like a person's name. Well, I was going to say that's disrespectful, but I don't give a shit. We should be disrespectful. He's awful but anyway so Jiang Gameshi is a Canadian radio host it was our big show what he was best made famous for the Billy Bob Thornton clip where Billy Bob mm. Thornton's clearly on amphetamines and won't talk about anything and Jan Gameshi kind of gets I'm thought... surprised that Jan didn't try and use some of more of his power dominance then like take out like one of those paddles with a lot of spikes on him he's like hey Billy Bob you better cooperate um, but no because Billy Bob would have been into that you remember the Angelina days, the blood around the neck and but the were vials. They, were they into BDSM? Because I thought they were just into weird voodoo. Because he was raised by a woman who claims to be a witch. That's why they had the really? vials around. Yeah, his, his, like, his mom like claims to like put hexes. Like, he's like a bayou wacko. <laughs> oh, Billy Bob, like, I'm going to put a curse on that Angelina. That's how she talks. Oh, that's awful. I don't know if that's yeah. any of that. I would just assume, just from their personalities that they would be into a lot of kinky shit well it is implied that angelina and her brother fucked no they smooched at the oscars and then he was literally whisked away by her agents they were like this is really gross what's going on really yeah like she comes from a bad background (coughs) the big rumor is that she's been on heroin for like the last 30 years (coughs) yeah you said that yeah, I don't really, I don't really know. You know so much more gossip than I do. It's because I ride a lot of trains, and I'll just get like, <laughs> I'll just go into like conspiracy theory websites that have all this information. Because like celebrity conspiracy theories are like they're light entertainment. Do not touch me with your cold feet while we're <laughs> sorry, broadcasting. Sorry. Um, I thought I could get away with it yeah, since we're on the air, but I guess work, did it. Guess not. Did it. 
No. No. <laughs> um, um, and yeah, so that's the fucking deal with fucking old Ange and Jalee. Yeah, but Jiangomushi, big radio host in Canada, and it, a story just broke where he was fired from the CBC, and um, he then put a long post out on Facebook about how, listen, you guys are going to hear some shit about me in the next few days. Um, essentially, I'm a good guy, believe me. And um, an ex-girlfriend has created a smear campaign against me, uh, along with a what did he call him? A, um, an amateur freelance writer or something it just like said that. Freelance. He couldn't say amateur because that would be that would be right. Very we well talked written. about that. Yeah. yeah. And so you know, very well, uh, you know, engineered oh. PR machine. Pause for it. The yes. reason why it's for slander laws in North America, I think it's different in the UK because you have threat laws, but in North America. Like, if I was wanting to say something about my girlfriend in press, I could be like, well, she has a smelly butt, and uh, she's bad at conversation. Um, but that's slander. That's an example of that someone, is slander. someone slandering yeah. you. Yeah, because it's And she not could true. then sue me for slander. Cause I'm, I'm and I would, because why, why would I want people to think I have a smelly butt? Exactly, because that could affect your job as an actor. Yeah. But if I were to say, uh, no, I could say those things because they're hearsay, and it's just my opinion. <laughs> That's what I'm for me, <laughs> and then it, then but if That's then I was true. like she is a um, she's an uncooperative actor, mm. and she rapes people. I could no, I could say rape people because it's my opinion. She's an uncooperative actor, um, and unprofessional. That's slander because it could affect your profession. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that's why Young Meshi would refer to it as jilted ex girlfriend because it's his opinion she's jilted. He won't be like, you know. Victim number 47 with the blabby mouth, because that Yeah, slander. that just gives him away. And then, didn't I, didn't I read somewhere that he keeps a um, well, video Well, the, the, of... the, liter- the media has literally <laughs> had a goddamn festival. Yeah, because then, so sorry, so that message came out, and then um, nine, is it nine women and one man now have stepped forward and said that he's been... Mm-hmm. Um, and then Lauren and I got into a tumult because I don't believe the man's story. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't know. Like I said, I. It's not that I hope that there's more victims out there in the world, but what I like is that. That's exactly what you said to me yesterday. You said I hope there are more victims out there. Um. They can't see you. I roll your eyes. You have to make it clear that <laughs> you didn't say that. Yeah, I'll do like a Liz Lemon. Like the eye roll happened in three, two, one. Oh, brother. Um. She does it in an episode of 30 Rock. Catch up. Um, but, uh, and now I've completely lost my train of thought. Oh, but it's not that obviously I want more victims in the world. What I really appreciate is that people who have been attacked and sexually abused or abused in any way feel brave enough to step forward because I think that takes a lot of guts and I think it's incredibly traumatic. Mm. And that then when these people are brave and can, you know, step forward and help build this case against him, I hope that it also, you know, makes other people feel like they can use their voice and speak out against their perpetrators. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if, if the guy is, is real or not it's or just here, jumping on the bandwagon. It's one of those things where it's basically this guy has been outed as being a, a bit predatory. Um, a bit. A lot. Pardon me. Allegedly predatory. It hasn't been proven in a court of law. 
It's just the court of public opinion. But it just it's basically one of those things where it don't look good. Mm-hmm. He also has made no more statements to the uh, media. He's hired the same law attorney, the same attorney as the Ford family got uh, for uh, Rob Ford when someone threw a drink at his face, Who, which is awesome. Interestingly enough, is a woman, which I thought, oh, well, that's clearly also a move. Yeah, it's, she's a woman, and she's also a woman that's very high-paid. High-powered, yeah. High-paid, so, no, high-powered, but also moolah. Yeah, yeah. And so that he's bringing because it's the best. I know, but d- don't you think that's interesting that mm. this case of abusing... And severe, you know, punching women in the face and in the head and, um, you know, all of these you know, being physically abusive. And then he hires. And I, I just think I just think it's an interesting statement. Completely. I think it's a very it's a very interesting PR move. And part of it, yeah. and it's an unpopular thing to say, but it's something that I always stress. I always try and stress it myself in, in these thoughts. And we'll get to the important business of jokes in a second, um, is that as much as. Newspaper reports and accounts of people say um, guilty. It's also one of those things where it's just it's crazy how the news cycle because everything moves so quickly. It's like the news cycle is like guilty, 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 and we move on to the next thing. And he hasn't even charges haven't even been levied. This lawsuit hasn't even been brought and stuff like that. It's just interesting because it's like I think charges are going to be brought be brought forward. I think that the CBC is in a lot of trouble, and I think it's just. There's bigger things in play, and it's just, it's so fucking unfortunate. There was obviously an uh, institutional failure because none of these um, abuses were reported, and the press does say that they have paper trails of that. And it's just sort of like, it's all focusing on this guy, but I think it's also, we need to also focus on the institutional failure of the CBC. The CBC has come forward and said that any employee of the CBC that has direct knowledge of this case is free to speak to the press, which has never happened in the history of a media corporation ever, Mm -hmm. and why none of them have stepped forward. Like, it's just, it's very strange. Yeah, I don't know. Like, why are they scared? That's what I'm sort of, you know what I mean? I don't know. I don't really... And maybe this is naive of me, and I haven't did no, done enough reading. But that's not my focus at all. My focus is <laughs> is on on the women and the victims. And I don't like that for people to believe them that they required a herd of them to step forward. As opposed, to, I don't like that one, you know, woman's voice wasn't enough. Mm. And I, I don't know. That's where my focus is. I don't really. I think we'll have to talk about that more because that's my knowledge is lacking the CBC. I don't know why they're worried, but that's the thing. I don't see it as a CBC issue. I I see it as this one man who's very famous. But it's it's also one of those things where it's it's an issue for the CBC. The CBC exists as an employer. Yeah. And if they have an employee within them that has power and is abusing that power to abuse employees. Yes. He should be detected and fucking fired okay yeah in due course yeah and part of the reason why he has a lawsuit against them and it's is able to, sorry it's able to bring this court against him is that he has a clean hr record so if there were reports filed by employees such as one woman so one woman's opinion and one woman's battle cry should be enough mm-hmm. but why was that if that was reported which she claims it was mm-hmm. to her union and the union does have record of them filing the grievance with the CBC, mm-hmm. where did that information go that it was then not placed in Jan Gameshi's HR file? Which is what... I it, see what you're and saying. And saying that there are, um, there are channels and, um, and systems in place to make sure that women are protected. And moreover, human beings are protected from abuse in any yes. sort of employment. Yeah. And then why did those... 
why did those institutions fail? Mm-hmm. Well, part of it is Yalan Gameshi is a fucking celebrity. He's not a celebrity. He's a shitty, slow-speaking, moxie fruvis drummer who should be slapped <laughs> and told vests aren't cool when you're 40, fucko. That and guess video what? we watched of their song was just oh! completely disarming and just makes everything in your stomach turn. Um, he's awful. That's something that you can do if you really want to yeah. get old gander at what old Gian was up to. Yeah, Google Look Moxie, Moxie Fruvis and you'll understand why he's hitting women because he knows that he's so not a man that he has to take advantage of someone that couldn't remotely ever do something to him because he thinks that he's so powerful. What a piece of shit. Yeah, no, I mean, there's um, never any justification. No, there is no justification. Even being a disgusting creep like Gian with his awful, awful 90s hair. Um, but uh, that wasn't 90s hair. That was just like, he literally looked like a racist drawing of an immigrant <laughs> in that video too. Cause he has like off color pants and he's uh, dancing around like with, on, with his bongo drums. And uh, he, looks, he looks so happy. I hate the 90s. The 90s. I know. Thank you. Everyone's always like, oh, I love 90s fashion. Who are those people? Lots of people that I know because the 90s oh, fashion the is coming back. Of overalls. I know. Oh, this is, this is why I love you. Cause you understand things like overalls. Don't do it. I'm wearing a little beret and I have a little uh, racy so blonde gross. Shut up. Yeah, Shut exactly. Up. I just look, stop trying to look like a baby in adults. Clo- oh, it's awful. I hate it. It's time to listen to Our Lady Peace. They're atonal. Um, yeah. That's the to- thing. Like, there's parts of the elements. There's elements, sorry, of the 90s, but largely the fashion, why, and the scrunchie. Why do you want to bring that back and just look generally dirty and, <sighs> I don't know. Um, but yeah, so that's the, the young Gameshi thing, and it's just been monopolizing our relationship because someone can't stop reading about it. John? It's you. You Literally, I woke up yesterday, and there are like three articles <laughs> in my inbox. I'm like, baby, this one proves my point. This one also proves my point. As if you're working for the prosecution. <laughs> like you're Jack Listen, McCoy, I think just shaking his banks. The legal case will not... <laughs> you are pissing on the Constitution. <laughs> Jack McCoy is from Law and Order. Yeah, and I I'm had ex- no idea what I'm that reference that, was. I'm explaining that not for the listeners, but for your <laughs> friend who yeah. basically slept through like modern media up until about four years ago. That's not true. I just, you know, watched other things. Who didn't watch Law and Order? It was the best. Yeah, show. I wasn't allowed. Even when you were an adult. Yeah, but I, it's not one that I was like, oh boy, I can't wait to go back and watch that. I saved that for RuPaul's Drag Race. Me and Jill Larkin used to smoke weed and watch Law and Order SVU, and then I'd walk like. Up the street to my apartment when we were in university, and I always get so nervous because I was so stoned, yeah. and I'd be like, oh, I'm gonna get raped. <laughs> That's the thing, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. I'm just saying, like, there's other things, you know, you can rewatch Will and Grace, or, you know, watch, um, what are the other things I love? Like, The British Office. Or... Did you know that there was, um, there was rape allegations brought towards Megan, Mc- Megan Mullally from the, on that show? No. Because I made it up, it's not true, even a little bit. <sighs> Baby, that was such an exciting news story. I couldn't even get her name out, and you thought that, that was real? Megan Mamali. Well, you have a hard time with syllables at the best of times. Wow. It's like the <laughs> listeners already don't know that. Now, <laughs> um, other big story. We went and saw Lindsay Lohan. Oh, yeah, I forgot already. And Speed the Plow. That's what the episode's called. John and his gal go speed the plow. Yeah. Yeah, what do you, what do you why not? Because it's my show. Why would you edit out my contribution? You, you could, contributed you so couldn't much even, to the show. You couldn't even make me an on-the-spot theme tune, which is something, by the way, you were doing downstairs in the kitchen oh, 20 you, minutes ago. Oh, you meant like when I... Those are called jingles, baby. Those aren't <laughs> theme tunes. 
song? Well, I wanted a Lawrence on the podcast theme tune, something. Oh. But that's it would be better than mine because your improvised songs. Lauren, 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 tits and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that wasn't your best, but I wish I could. Who's got information about rape cases? She does. It's Lauren and his almond. <laughs> Are you gonna keep? No, I want to keep going. With the show. <laughs> okay. Do you have information about sexual assault? She doesn't, but she wants to read about them on her phone. It's Lauren. She's John's girlfriend, Smooches. <laughs> okay, it's not your best, but I appreciate Thank you. I'm, no I'm happier that I... Every, every, Who loves okay. yoga? Who loves cats? Who thinks the littlest hobo murdered some kids for a bit, but then was proven incorrect because she's just too gullible? It's Lauren. That's true. You did think for a second that the little... Um, you someone... had your serious face on. I don't know how else the to explain it. The listeners don't know that. No, I know they don't. And they probably think it's silly that I believed it. But baby, this relationship is supposed to be built on trust. Yeah, but this podcast is outside Built on world. lies. Yeah, this podcast is mostly This is lies. the outlaw time, apparently. Yeah. Outlaw! Outlaw! <laughs> okay, so... Lynn... Oh. Right. Phoenix. <laughs> I really opened a can of worms. It's a Man of War song. Man of War is a great metal band that everyone should listen to. What was the one that you played for me that I liked? I mean, I liked a lot of the ones, but the one that Paul played for you recently. Oh, you really liked Red Fang, which is a... Uh, a was that who they were called? Yeah, Red Fang. You liked Wire. Yeah, yeah. What's that? But what kind of metal is that? That'd be like slowcore stoner metal. Oh. It's fucking great. Yeah, the sword I really, is also I really great, liked it. But you didn't like the sword because you were also just like, yeah, it's too... Yeah, what was it? You, your criticism of it was hilarious. <laughs> it's okay. Oh, yeah, you were oh. just like, they're, they're good musicians, but he's not the best oh, singer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also how I feel about Metallica. I know that's not that's the how point. how we all feel about Metallica. Oh, okay, good. Because as you say, listen, I really enjoy Metallica. Metallica but... are kind of like the Backstreet Boys of metal. And that we all are like, yeah, thank you for drawing attention. Now, could everyone go listen to Anthrax and stop talking about James Hetfield's lack of personality on stage? He literally does, like, dad jokes on stage, like, oh, someone smells. Oh, it's me. <laughs> I've got a goatee. Who has a billion dollars? Oh, it's me. Fuck you. Like That's awful. At least Iron Maiden has puppets and airplanes. Why, yeah, they have puppets and airplanes and so much fire. Yeah. Needless fire. Yeah, and great music. As Paul Harrison and I have discussed very often, is that the thing with... <laughs> With the concerts, is you can listen. He, this is his point. It's always brilliant. Is you can listen to an album at home and it's better than it is live. Like people want to be like, no, it's great when it's live. It's like, no, you're like, you need to bring more to it. I've said that a couple of times. Uh, I can't remember. Oh, it was. Um, I went to see Stevie Wonder in Montreal, but and friends said okay because it was a free show mm. during the jazz fest, and it was okay. We line up here, we line up here, and then we're gonna be really close to the to the stage. Mm. And they'd put us in front of the wrong stage. What we had was just a big screen. Oh, yeah, fuck. they got the the area wrong. So I was standing there, and I was just like, I could. I could just be doing this at home. Yeah. Because he's just playing the hits as they were on the record. As I could just blast my... Or it was like the one time I went to see LMFAO. Oh, God. Jimmy had free tickets and it was going to be so much fun. Oh, wait. Which one is LMFAO? Yeah. It's it's the awful one you're thinking of. Like, no, no. Rock is in the no, house I'm thinking of the light. I'm thinking of the light fluffy ones. 
I don't know what that means. Uh, but but hold on. But Chinese um, food makes me baby girls. Oh yeah yeah. Somebody, somebody. Yeah. yeah no I'm not. Not the, them. No but, LMFAO. I remember you. Yeah. I, we started and, smooching when you went and saw that concert. Mm-hmm. And but what was funny was there's only two of them, and one of them didn't show up. You told me about this. So it was just the one guy running around the stage saying half of the lyrics and then they had dancers and stuff. It was still really fun because I was with my dear friend James mm. and so we were just having a, a grand old time dancing but it was just absolutely ridiculous. In uh, sidebar, uh, to everyone who's been texting me all morning, yes, I've heard about Phil Rudd from ACDC who's possibly murdered people. We don't know if it was via rocking but I will talk about it next week on the show. Back to you, baby. Okay, so Lindsay Lohan, I think we should talk about it since we went to see the... I literally just say this one more thing just before we move on to concerts and stuff, because it will segue seamlessly. Oh, great. Is that um, my whole thing with also, uh, with, like, performance is exactly what you sort of said, which is, hang on, there's too many thoughts in my head. Oh, I ever thought you were pausing to fart. No. I would have put the mic button there. Well, yeah, that's what I was wondering. I've, I listen to the podcast. I know you I'm do. a fan. You've caught, you sometimes will drop things into conversation because I don't really remember talking about <laughs> anything on these shows. It happens actually quite a bit. Someone came up to me at a show recently who I didn't know who listens to it and like just dropped like a like, like Ethiopia, right? And you're just, I'm like, what? Wait, what? I have no idea. And yeah. he had to explain to me what I've said. Like, I have no idea. Um, I simultaneously think that's... Oh, that's what, what I was going to say was yes. with the Stevie Wonder example. Stevie Wonder, yep. Is that if Stevie Wonder, Stevie Wonder, it's difficult because he's blind, but he's still like dancers, do something that's... Well, and the same with LMFAO is like, you know, make this a, a good mm-hmm. show. Otherwise, I could have just stayed at home and blasted this. But Stevie Wonder too, I was, because that actually matters in my life of this is a legend, mm-hmm. you know, and he's really important to me. And yeah, and it was just... I could have just watched a concert DVD. But that's why everyone will be like, oh, fuck Kiss. I'm like, no, Kiss fucking puts in fucking... Like, you you could hate Kiss yeah, the minute I, that show starts. Oh, it's nothing but awesome. I believe it, yeah, because Gene Simmons is the ultimate businessman and ultimate showman. He's not actually nearly as good as Paul. Paul Stanley's the better one, because Paul Stanley's, like, thinner and can move more. Which one is he? Again? He's the one with the start over his eye oh, okay, who seems yeah. like he's gay. Yeah, but I just mean in the sense that I went... <laughs> That's how he sings. Mm-hmm. I went through a large period of time where I was obsessed with Gene Simmons' family jewels. When yeah. I could, Ooh, when really. I when I could watch that on, because uh, my parents have channels and television. And when mm. I'd be there in the summer during school break, you just watch. Yeah, it was fantastic. So bad. I don't know why I was so into that because I don't like anything like the Kardashians or I don't like. Yeah. Because the thing with Gene Simmons' family jewels, it wasn't even pretending not to be horribly like the time when she just has a black baby like you're just like oh this is staged what yeah she just gets a black baby for an episode because they were thinking about having kids that's weird yeah it's all fucking bizarre the fact that they finally got married because of that that show well whatever they want money but yeah Yeah. kiss fucking amazing show but acdc their drummer murdered some people the show continues now let's talk about um another ultimate show person Lindsay Lohan. First off, we went and saw her play, or not, David Mamet's Speed the Plow in London yesterday. Mm-hmm. What would you say that show, that movie, that movie, the plays about? It is about two producers mm-hmm. who finally feel like they have their big hit, yeah, big break, and uh, then this temp secretary comes in 
and uh, one of the producers bets the other that he can't get her back to his house Mm -hmm. and sleep with her. Uh, In the meantime, the one producer gets her to read a script, just give her as part of uh, trying to woo her to win the bet. But she turns out to be really passionate about the script and wants to get it greenlit. So then the producer has a dilemma because he feels genuinely um, not attracted to, but, you know, he he has feelings for this young girl Mm -hmm. and wants to help her out and thinks she's this earnest young person wanting to come up in the business. And then he has his buddy of, you know, 11 years and they feel like they have their big, big break. And he has to choose between greenlighting the two scripts. And um, then he's kind of made of a fool in the third act. When it turns out she didn't like him, she just slept with him for the power and to greenlight the script. And uh, he gets punched in the face by his friend. Yeah, I don't. I, I do. <coughs> I actually really enjoyed the play. I thought Lindsay Lohan was way better in it than I thought she would be. Yeah, she's a of, okay. A lot of reviews say that she did lack confidence. I think part of the problem was... It's fucking intimidating. Live performance is fucking... And also, they bring in press way too early as far as... Especially for someone who's never done theater before, I do have a lot of sympathy because, you know, she lacks confidence because she's used to being able to cut whenever and redo. Mm-hmm. And you have to sustain on stage and, you know... And and the one... She did look. She does look at the audience occasionally. Yeah. <laughs> yes, we are here, Lindsay. And what's more interesting... And also, we were front row, I should mention. Yeah, we were dead front row. 20 pounds a ticket. It was fucking great. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that was very, very interesting is that... Oh, my God. Has she fucked up her face? I know. Do you know how old she is? I think she's two years older than me. Yeah, she's a year younger than I was. Yeah, she's 28. What the fuck has she done to her body? Like, her face... Like, the plastic surgery, it's, like, it's bad. Like, it's bad. Yeah, well, I think part of it was all of the drugs and all of the drinking. And then, you know, she also did the plastic surgery because that's, I think, you know, insecurity. I have a lot of money. I don't know what to do with it. And body dysmorphia. I I really think that the being in the business and that her parents fucked her up. And... Yeah, and I mean, there was a point where she had, from all the meth that she was doing, she had teeny tiny little yellow teeth, and it was awful, and so she got her teeth fixed. But so I think that was just, you know, if it affected her that, I feel like it must have just affected her skin and her her face. And Did she do meth? I think so, yeah. But there was a point where she had she had the teeth. Um, the, the teeth of a tiny goblin. And then the other thing that it was Richard Schiff, who was Toby from The West Wing, uh, was Bob Gould. Mm-hmm. And he came out, and why I wanted to bring it up is he came out and he didn't do that much of a curtain call, and my fucking saintly girlfriend <laughs> fucking lost her goddamn mind. <laughs> because it's put best by one of my heroes, director I love working with in Canada, Micheline Chevrier. What's her Twitter? Think- I don't think Mish has Twitter. She, I don't think she does that. But she's incredible. If you ever have a chance to go see a production directed by her or work with her, I think and she's brilliant. And if someone set up a Twitter for her and <laughs> me at the John Hastings, let's set but up the po- Mish the director. Yeah, she'd probably love it. But anyway, she what she says is, you know, when people come out and do a curtain call and you essentially show that you've been through a battle or you telegraph how you think your performance went to the audience. She's like, fuck you. What, 400 people are wrong and you're right? 
And I totally agree with that, where it's like, no matter how you feel as an artist of how your performance went or the other people, how the, how the other, your, your coworkers performed, or you think the show is better another night or, you know, whatever. I'd, or I also don't want to know that you're in a moment because as actors, you know, the, the play ends in a very tough place for uh, Richard Schiff's character. But you go out, you do the curtain call, you thank the audience. That's what the curtain call is for. And then you leave and then you go deal with, you know, your emotions or whatever it is that you're going through. But don't tell me that you've just been through the war or that you think that your performance was shit. Like I just, it was, it was disappointing to me because he was, I, he was just so magnetic. I couldn't take my eyes off of him. Like I said, I usually watch whoever's not talking mm. and I didn't, I was watching him 99% of the play. He was so, his character was so realized and, you know, full. And he was, he was just, you know, astounding to watch. And then I saw that and I was like, that just really turned me off. Mm. Especially being so close. Yeah, we were very... Uh, my whole thing with it was I just sort of read it like he was a method actor and he was just kind of going <laughs> through it. I more read it as TV actors come to the West End. Just kind of like, let's curtain call necessary, like drop of the shoulders, <laughs> drop of the shoulders. Here's the thing, though, for me with method actors, because I wouldn't say that I'm a method actor, but I tend towards that way. I really like creating the reality I really like creating a new person every time but I think that the main thing you have to remember is you're still in this reality and working with other people and you have to respect that and you can't hijack a set and you know like having people call you you know I'm Mr. Lincoln or whatever like I'm not I'm not into that well, the- and so I think that you just need to be able to separate it enough and yes, it opens up a lot of emotional shit, but you should also have the professionalism. You know, there's the craft, which is the method part, and then there's the professionalism, which is you you cap it, you hold on to it, and then you go backstage and deal with it. The thing that also is, needs to be discussed is that all of that stuff was invented when inspiration is not there. Yeah, which I, and that I a lot don't of actors... think I even realized, because we didn't really, funnily enough, go through that at the National Theatre School of Canada, much to my chagrin. I, we didn't really go through it at the university-level theatre program. I went to it at Concordia, either. <laughs> but it was more just if you read it, like the actual people that came up with it, they were just like, this is for when you can't figure it out. Yeah. Not, like, something to do it all the time. Because there's certain characters you know how to play. Yeah. Like, how do you play fucking... Uh, he's, a, he's a villainous rapist. You don't need to go and like yes. rape someone and find the power. You know that this is a this is someone who craves power is coming from a dark place. So there's going to be certain hand gestures, things you can find through rehearsal. I also think that also a lot of actors rely too much on a process, and sometimes you can see the process in the performance. Mm-hmm. A la the other guy who was playing it. You Nigel could really, Lindsay, yeah. You could really see there was occasional sort of like American shoulders acting. Right. Big voice. But then there was other moments that he was fu- like when he went for the, the punch, which that he didn't actually connect with, but still had a lot of intensity and was a really yeah. beautiful scene to watch. No, I, th- I just think that's really great. I didn't know that what I knew of method was I thought people who are method actors were supposed to use this all the time I didn't realize it was tools which is what it should be and I don't know I I find my process changes 
with every project I work on. I don't have a set thing that I do. Um, because that just doesn't make sense to me. I think it needs to adapt for every environment you're you're in and whatever world you're creating. Um, but uh, I, you know, people work in in different ways. But for me, I just feel I just really feel that the professionalism always needs to to be there. Just because you're an emotional being and you know going to dark places doesn't mean you get to treat treat people like shit. All right, let me and, ask you this question. Yes, should have Yon Gameshi bowed the way Richard shifted after he abused those women. Baby, that's an absurd question. I know, but it's just we've gone 10 minutes over on the podcast and I just realized <laughs> we need to bring it to a close. Uh, uh, I'm just going to say yes because it would fit in with the rest of this insane story, but he'd have to bow with his Teddy Big Ears. Ah, I don't like it! For those of you who don't know what Teddy Big Ears is, just go Google it. Um... That's the podcast for and this week, baby. Yeah. Well, this is great. We did it. You were really nervous. You thought you were going to come across as dumb on the podcast, but you didn't. You came across as informed and lovely. I'm so glad that you told everyone that when my real concern was more that I would just end up talking about cute things the whole time. I knew we wouldn't talk about those things because I, I thought you were going to say, I knew we wouldn't talk about me the whole time. Mr. Joke. Almond caught it. I'm funny, too. You are funny. <laughs> Looking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, baby. Um, hey guys, I'm doing stand up tomorrow at the Hootenanny in Brixton. Come along to that. You should go. Or I'm doing uh, stand up at the Crack Comedy in Kingston or uh, on the South Bank on Saturday. That um, also sounds great. I'm at the Comedy Hospital at the Horse Hospital at Camden Pride on Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then I'm somewhere else on Monday. I don't remember. But come to spots. Go to johnhastuscomedy.com. There's dates being updated all the time. I'm in Canada for December and January. Come to those shows. All the website stuff there is, remember, it's Twitter at the John Hastings. Uh, join the mailing list at uh, johnhastingspodcast at gmail.com for Lauren Ennis Allman for the <laughs> concept of rapists getting what they deserve, which is swift justice followed by murdered. Um, this has been the Anything Could Be a Podcast podcast. Bye. Bye, Lauren. Bye, John. Oh, fuck. The hold is still on. Hang on. This has been the John Hastings Anything Can Be A Podcast podcast. Learn more about John, go to johnhastingscomedy.com. Goodbye.